As we all know, socialism is when the government does stuff. And yet free market capitalists insist on being publicly owned in PragerU videos. Tonight, we are joined by Labour left activist and former parliamentary candidate, George Aylert. George is a PhD candidate and has highlighted the failures of the gig economy and capitalism itself on TikTok. Uh, you can find him under at George Aylert. That's A-Y-L-E-T-T. Uh, how are you doing, George? I, I'm doing fantastically. And you said my name right, which a lot of people don't. So I really do appreciate that. Uh, how are oh, you doing? Brilliant. Anyway? Yeah, I, I'm good. I, I thought you I thought you were going to say that I'd said it wrong, which is good. I, I, I'm surprised. I'm, I'm surprised. I thought I genuinely thought that was where you were going there. So I'm very happy now. Um, and as ever, uh, we are joined by my co-host, Tumble Dryer Maya. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. How are you, Cog? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yep. Yeah, I'm very excited about this one. Um, yeah, should be an interesting, an interesting look. I find this video very funny uh, in several ways. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. And uh, we're going to do a big old chunk of it. First of all, let's hear what they've got to say. Capitalism versus socialism. We can sum up each economic system in one line. Capitalism is based on human greed. Socialism is based on human need, right? Yeah. No, wrong. So wrong. It's exactly backwards. <laughs> and I'll prove it to you. Been on Amazon lately? Each of the thousands of products Amazon offers represents the work of people who believe they have something you want or need. If they're right, they prosper. If they're wrong, they don't. That's how the free market works. It encourages people to improve their lives by satisfying the needs of others. No one starts a business making a thing or providing a service for themselves. They start a business to make things or provide services for others. Okay, yeah, I was really tempted to like let him go. Capitalism is based on human greed. Socialism is based on human need, and just pause it there Stop and go. The well, that was that was a great PragerU video, wasn't it? Best video. Yes. <laughs> that would have been. Yeah. Um, Amazon is uh, known not to be a capitalist monopoly in the market, not to be a tax dodger. You know, I think Amazon is a really great company to show the benefits of capitalism. I think it is really great that they, you know underpaid their workers and they bust unions i it makes my heart sing to see people just doing so well it's also the line that they start a business to make things provide services for others now i'm not sure if you go into the deep dark depths of landlord tiktok but when landlords are doing their tiktoks they're not talking about oh, I'm going to make life so much better for tenants and, you know, I'm doing this house and uh, I'm doing this so, to make life better for other people. It's all three words, money, money and money. That's all they're driven by. They boast about how much money they get. So obviously this video is not including the uh, underrepresented and very marginalised landlord community, but there we are. I think you really should stop being so hard on landlords, okay? They provide a really necessary service of making sure that the majority of the population, especially the majority of the younger population, will never own houses. I think you're being very disrespectful and you owe a public apology to all landlords. I want it handwritten on my desk by lunch. Won't somebody please think of the landlords, please? <laughs> Poor oppressed landlords. Um, yeah, I, I feel like there's, there's a couple of things we can point out straight away. Like, first of all, not everyone starts on the same footing. So this idea that like uh, the market just works by you provide what people need and, and that the businesses which provide what people need uh, are the businesses that thrive. It's just, just not true. 
You know, some some businesses start with twenty million pound in the bank, uh, and others start with a, a small startup with you know only five thousand, six thousand. I'd say that's what you need. You need to be able to take a fall of about five thousand, six thousand without making any profit, um, just to keep your business turning over, even for like quite a small small business. Um, and also, I hate the conflation of capitalism with business. The idea that like because capitalism is not when produce stuff, right? Yes, it like, is. Stop lying. <laughs> when, In socialism, nothing gets produced. You just eat bread. How does that bread get produced? Don't ask. Yeah. <laughs> like, like uh, we're not against the idea of producing things. And, uh, you know, market socialists aren't against the idea of markets. Like, shh, the, shh. none of that's, that is that, capitalism. That's, that's, that's nonsense. That's capital. Market socialism is capitalism. I think you need to do a little bit more research, <laughs> okay? Have you ever read the Communist Manifesto? I don't think so. It suggests to me that Andy Pudzer, the, the guy doing the video, um, uh, Pudzy, I think we'll call him, um, doesn't actually, like, want you to know what capitalism is. Like, he doesn't know want you to know that it's private, uh, you know, a private ownership of the means of production, private relationships with the means of production, whereby somebody takes money just for the, the act of simply owning things rather than doing any actual labour. Money makes itself. It just, that's it. Just comes from nowhere. There's two things in the world, capitalism, socialism. Capitalism, good. Socialism, bad. Anything yeah. else? What? Didn't exist. Didn't exist. Strange, strange video. And we're only just... Uh, 30 seconds if he accurately defined capitalism and accurately defined socialism, then it would be easier to debunk the videos. That's why this five-minute video takes us way over 40 minutes to do a very, very brief de and under-nuanced debunk. Because what's capitalism? What's socialism? No one knows because they don't know. So there's so many definitions, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I absolutely agree. Um, and we should jump on and hear what else he's got to say. I speak from personal experience. When I was the CEO of the company that owns Carl's Jr. and Hardy's restaurant chains, we spent millions of dollars every year trying to determine what customers wanted. If our customers didn't like something, we changed it and fast. Because if we didn't, our competitors would, pun intended, eat us for lunch. The consumer, that's you, has the ultimate power. In effect, you vote with every dollar you spend. In a socialist economy, the government has the ultimate power. It decides what you get from a limited supply it decides should exist. Oh, God. Oh, dear God. So, obviously, there's quite a lot we can say about this. Um, do, do you want to get us started? My goodness, the consumer has the ultimate power. That's why in the energy crisis right now, if you can't afford to pay the bills, of course, you'll still get your energy provided to you, will you? No, you won't. And the idea of if people cannot afford essential goods within the country, then you're pretty much screwed. And I think with the energy crisis that's going on in the United Kingdom right now, there's going to be big questions about the role of the market and government intervention. But what they seem to be saying is the classic meme, which you mentioned earlier, socialism is when the government does stuff. In a socialist economy, the government has the ultimate power. In reality, under a capitalist economy, these big multinational corporations, they have all the power. They can decide how much the energy bills can be. And if you can't afford it, well, unfortunately, you're going to be in a, in a very bad situation. And like, I'm a consumer. I am Jewish. I want kosher food. Carl's Jr., are they kosher? No. Can I get kosher food on my whole island? No. 
No kosher food. I think there's matzah. I don't like matzah. It's a cracker. Nothing else is kosher. So it's like, it, no, it doesn't. No, that's not. It frustrates me so much. I can't even. Did you did you notice the jump as well that they, they did? So they started with capitalism is based on human greed. Socialism is, is based on human need. Um, and then when they were talking about Amazon, they started to talk about what you want or need. And now they're talking about like fast food chains, which like are, are not something that people people need food. They don't need fast food chains. Like that's that's not, um, yes. you know, they very much walked uh, walked it back by going need and want. Um, and the whole voting with your dollar BS thing, I get this a lot from libertarians who don't seem to understand. The market is constantly being manipulated by capitalists. Like it's, it's something that's constantly going on. Um, consider the GameStop situation. Like if you want to see something's accurate value, you, you can't look at it from the perspective of a capitalist economy because capitalism doesn't really reflect something's accurate value to society. What it reflects is how much interest does it gain from those who already have established wealth. Because we don't all have the same vote, it's ridiculous that you can suggest that somebody vote with their dollar. Like, it's, imagine if imagine if we were to apply that to our regular voting system. Like, we all get one vote, but, you know, uh, Jeff Bezos, Jacob, Jacob Rees-Mogg, Rishi Sunak, they get the equivalent of sort of 10,000 of our votes or above a million of our votes. Like, you would never let that fly in a democracy. I don't see why you should let it fly in an economy. Mm -hmm. And plus, it just doesn't work. Some people need things. There are things that, like, uh, I don't know, Amazon, it has a monopoly in the market. There are some things that some people just have to use Amazon. There is absolutely no alternative. So they have to support something. They have to support a company that they might be absolutely morally against. You know, it's you can vote with your dollar if you have the money to do that. If you have the money to boycott every single slightly like morally skewed brand, then yeah, you can vote with your dollar. But the people who deserve the most voice, the people who do not have the money to be voting with their dollar, the people whose money literally just goes to food and energy. And now those people have even less of a uh, of the ability to vote with their dollar because the energy price cap is moving. So the energy bills in the UK are shooting up. There is going to be a cost of living crisis. There is already a cost of living crisis, but it's getting so, so, so much worse. And for example, you know, he's quoting himself. He's saying, well, I used to be the CEO of this really big company. And it's like, and he's quoting Amazon earlier. Amazon's a big monopoly. There's a big problem with monopolies. And then, the, and then when you get a monopoly in the market, they can charge what they want for goods because they control the market. No one can 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 come up against Amazon right now. Because Amazon have all this established wealth behind them. I was going to say, nobody knows the needs of the working class like former CEOs. And I think the only <laughs> reference when it comes to uh, fast food and capitalism should be the fact that there are more food banks in the UK than there are McDonald's restaurant chains right now as we speak. And that has not been something that's come out of nowhere. In the last 12 years, we've seen an explosion, uh, a skyrocketing of food banks uh, in the last 12 years. And it's absolutely absurd that this is not being talked about enough. And, you know, if they want to talk about, uh, you know, the power of fast food uh, in the economy, they've also got to talk about the, the deficits that exist right now uh, in terms of wealth inequality, which is making life a lot worse for a lot of people. Yeah, those companies, by the way, they're, they're struggling to hire. Like they're, they're having uh, Amazon, 
and these fast food companies, they're struggling to hire because the the working conditions they're offering people are just so crap. This is this is part of it, and yet they're the most successful. Should we jump on to the next section? Let's go. Instead of millions of people making millions of decisions about what they want, a few people, government elites, decide what people should have and how much they should pay for it. Not surprisingly, they always get it wrong. Have you ever noticed that late-stage socialist failures always run out of essential items like toilet paper? Of course, this isn't a problem for those who have the right connections with the right people. Those chosen few get whatever they want. But everyone else is out of luck. Thank God we don't live in a place that, you know, Late stage ran socialism. out of toilet it's paper. <laughs> yeah. it just there, were no, there were no liberal shortages. Well, I was just going to say, it reminds me in the pandemic, Darren Grimes did a tweet saying, you know, when the stores were empty and people were stockpiling, this is what the country would look like if Jeremy Corbyn won a few months ago, when it was literally what the country looked like when <laughs> Boris Johnson and the Conservatives won. I, it's that <sighs> false analysis of saying, oh, this is, oh. again, it is. Socialism is when capitalism, and this is yet another example of it. And I just... It's such a weak argument. And every time there's a failure in the capitalist economy, somehow it's always socialism to blame. But there we are. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed your taster of socialism. It's what that, like, <laughs> people saying that and you're going, but it's a capitalist system collapsing on itself. What are you talking about? Um, yeah. The, the Lou Roll shortages is very funny in hindsight. That is, that is very funny. Um, he happened to mention Lou Roll shortages. And then, like, three years later, we were living through a crisis where people were stocking loo paper. Um, yeah, I feel like there's a link there as well. Like capitalism, capitalism responded very badly to the pandemic, partially because it's based on short termism and, and profit. Like the the model is based. I think it was Theresa May um, disbanded the pandemic response team. Like yeah. uh, about it was a year or so. A year, yeah. She left mm -hmm. office. I can't remember. Yeah. And it was all on a, a budget-saving initiative. Like, mm. capitalism really doesn't do well for itself in these areas. Um, I've also just noted down that um, China uh, has the fastest growth in the history of the world and has lifted more people out of poverty than I think any other nation in history. I would hardly call that a um, uh, a country which is currently desperate for toilet paper. But do you notice that he had his finger on the um, on the scales? He said... Have you ever noticed that late stage socialist failures always run out of essential items like toilet paper? So those that are successes don't even get counted into that equation, if you see what I mean. Hmm. The thing is, it's like lots of places have economic disasters. Um, I'm not saying that we should follow a Soviet or, um, you know, Maoist Marxist Leninist model, because that's definitely not my bag. Um, and there were there were lots of economic failures there. But the idea that that is what socialism is, I find a bit deceptive. Right. Let's go. Venezuela, once the richest country in South America, is the most recent example of socialism driving a prosperous country into an economic ditch. Now, maybe you think it's an unfair example. I I'm not sure why, but okay. We'll ignore the fact that leftist activists celebrated it as a great socialist success right up until it wasn't. I don't think they did. Who I are these people? Who who are these people? Prior to 2014, I'm I'm not really sure that Venezuela was really mentioned. And by the way, it's it's government like intervention and sort of the the 
policies you would call socialist started long before 2014. But in 2014, there was the, the oil or the beginnings of the oil crisis coming along. Um, and Venezuela's, you know, uh, eventual collapse. Um, but like its socialist system, like far predates that collapse. But nobody was really praising it as a great socialist success, or, or at least not not that I I understand. People were more interested in pointing to uh, Scandinavian countries, as we get onto in a moment. It's a, a classic, the Venezuela meme. Um, um, is it one point five speed? Sorry, if it's yep. not. It's not a bother. We're getting through it quickly anyway, but. Yeah, I, I will actually point out, put it on 1.5 speed because he's irritating. Um, all right. Let's... Um, actually, I find him quite funny. Right. Let's go. But what about Western European countries? Don't they have socialist economies? People seem pretty happy there. Why can't we have what they have? Free healthcare, free college, stronger unions. Good question. And the answer may surprise you. There are no socialist countries in Western Europe. Most are just as capitalist as the United States. The only difference, and it's a big one, is that they offer more government benefits than the U.S. does. We can argue about the cost of these benefits and the point at which they reduce individual initiative, thus doing more harm than good. Scandinavians have been debating those questions for years, but only a free market capitalist economy can produce the wealth necessary to sustain all of the supposedly free stuff Europeans enjoy. To get the free stuff, after all, you have to create enough wealth to generate enough tax revenue to pay for everything the government gives away. Without capitalism, you're Venezuela. <laughs> oh, God. I know I've got the script right here. I am. I look, I just, I think that, yes. The NHS did save my life. Yes, I would have died a year ago without the NHS. But I just think it has absolutely ruined my my individual initiative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't uh, be asked like, to do anything these days. Tell you. Yeah, without um, paying thousands of dollars for healthcare, I, I just yeah can't be asked to do anything. It's the only no way. Initiative. Again, it's like that meme. Um, <laughs> when people say we want universal health care we want strong unions uh like in socialist countries and they're like oh that's not actually socialism that's social democracy oh can we have that then no that's socialism and <laughs> even upon that there but like yeah just because we have free health care doesn't, doesn't mean people here are happy either you know i've been very very upset about the state of politics in this country uh if people could see my twitter very 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 upset um but yeah no it's it's just absolutely absurd he was talking about wealth generation completely forgetting to uh mention that actually the workers create that wealth um and just the whole argument of without capitalism you are venezuela despite the fact venezuela by the way the majority of this country is under private ownership as well. So if that is, I, I don't know, it's just very incoherent, a bit of a mess, but I think that sums up PragerU very well, to be fair. Yeah. He was accidentally, yeah. like, vaguely true. Yes. Yes, there are no socialist countries in Western Europe. I'm glad that we're on the same page. No one is trying to say that they're socialists, apart from conservatives, when you say, hey, what, what about that? No, that's socialism. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Like, I, um, uh, the, the whole socialist capitalist binary, I find it a little bit, um, uh, crass, but they, they, they kind of want to force us into the socialist capitalist binary. I actually think that there are things about the, the Scandinavian model or the Nordic model that are like, I would regard them as socialist, but I would also regard yeah. like the NHS as being socialist, as in like it's uh, a socialist part of. A capitalist economy if you see what i mean like as a whole is our economy socialist no of course not um but i think there are socialist elements to it and that's how kind of how i view the, the nordic states as well i think there are 
elements which are socialist. I think their their welfareism is because it is a collective initiative, i.e. everybody pays in uh, to service the needs of the people in that case. I would argue that is um, to some degree socialist, but is the is the whole economy socialist? No, that's cap- capitalist, um, but not free market the way that Prager, you want to define it. Mm-hmm. Um, like if the government is intervening on people's in people's needs, then it's not a free market economy um, in that way. And also, I think to describe it as free market, I, like there's quite a lot of economic intervention that goes on in Nordic countries as well, like beyond just helping people, but actual, you know, financial um, uh, financial support and manipulation of current finances. It's not a free for all. You know, they're not living in Ankapistan. Yeah, I think the point, like what Prague you were saying, when they say capitalism, they are saying free market capitalism, social democracy, i.e., you know, more investment in state state investment, some sort of form of public ownership in some areas is like a bastardization of capitalism, and they don't see that as capitalism. When in reality, if the workers don't have the ownership of the means of production, and you just have slightly more spending, some services on the public ownership. That's still within the capitalist framework. And in the United States of America, the big demands there aren't for, you know, big ownership of, you know, ownership of the means of production. It is just slightly more investment, uh, a bit more universal health care, even though they don't have universal health care, but, you know, more free health care. Like they're not making key socialist demands. They just acting within a social democratic framework. But even that is just beyond the realms of uh, any reform of PragerU. That's too much. That's Venezuela. Uh, that is socialism. But in reality, they're just mild reforms and it's a stepping stone. It should be a stepping stone towards socialism. But I don't even think right now there's too much demand in the United States from the left caucus and that much. Yeah, I worry that we we in Britain are headed in a similar direction, by the way. I, I worry that... that the gradual slide to the right means that we're going to get worse and worse in terms of what's considered left wing in our country. Um, like I already think that Keir Starmer is pretty much, and Rachel Reeves particularly, is pretty much where David Cameron and Nick Clegg were when they formed the coalition government. Oh, I, I, I won't go on about Keir Starmer because this video will be about two, three hours long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when the worldwide communist revolution happens if it does ever happen i think the uk will probably be the last place to fall but you know (laughs) that'll be a whole discussion in itself as well oh yes yeah very much so right um let's go on in a 2015 speech at harvard denmark's prime minister took great pains to make this point i know that some people in the u.s associate the nordic model with socialism therefore i would like to make one thing clear denmark is far from a socialist planned economy denmark is a market economy so when you point to Denmark as a paragon of socialism, you're really singing the praises of capitalism. So this is an interesting one um, because he didn't just just out of the blue go, Denmark is a, a market economy. Um, he was actually responding to something that Bernie Sanders had said. And he was saying that he was essentially making the point that George just made, uh, that these things aren't by traditional definitions. They don't make you a socialist country. Um, you know, the idea that uh, welfare support makes you a socialist country is something that Denmark rejects. Um, I, I would argue that there's uh, there's some room there for the idea that some elements of their economy are more socialist. I, I would I would kind of make that case. But yeah, it, it didn't come out of nowhere. And also, again, we're getting this idea that markets aren't actually the opposite of socialism. Um, you, you can have markets and it can be a, a, a socialist economy. Market socialism is a thing. 
Do you want me to read? I have that quote that he said. I can read it out if you want. Yeah, go for it. I know that some people in the US associate the Nordic model with some sort of socialism. Therefore, I would like to make one thing clear. Denmark is far from a socialist planned economy. Denmark is a market economy. The Nordic model is an expanded welfare state which provides a high level of security for its citizens, but it is also a successful market economy with much freedom to pursue your dreams and live your life as you wish. And it says the PM's comments come after US presidential, uh, after Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton used part of the democratic debate to discuss how the United States should emulate Scandinavia. Hmm. I, I noticed you said socialist planned economy there. It's far from a socialist planned economy. Like the idea that it could be linked to market socialism, I don't think is off the books. But maybe you guys disagree on that. I just, I just think it's quite funny. It was like, oh, uh, Denmark says this, like one minister therefore speaks on behalf of everybody in that country. It would be like sort of Nadine Doris, that interview that happened a few days ago. That is representative of the whole, whole of the UK. I mean, it's true. Denmark is not a socialist uh, economy. Um, but the idea of one minister equals the entire country because there's probably no that plenty of socialists and communists in Denmark who want structural change in that country um mm. there's too much in this video too much <laughs> and it's melting my brain and that was just another section which is slowly melting it but there we are all right we're going to do this next little paragraph because I think this is quite interesting the more capitalism the less socialism you need look at America since 2017 a policy of lower taxes and less government regulation that's more capitalism has led to a robust economic expansion, something thought impossible just a few years earlier. Unemployment, notably among minority groups, typically most at risk for poverty, is at a generational low. Economic expansion gets people off welfare and into work. That's less socialism. So, any thoughts on that? Less socialism, more socialism. I agree. Yes, that's how it works. Um, yeah, I love them. I think I'm. I think I support Prague U now. <laughs> So Turning Point UK, if you want to pay my bills, just let me know. <laughs> um, it's just, look at America since 2017, just again, forgetting about how big structural inequality is just, it's just become more institutionalised and life did not get better for the working class when Donald Trump got into power and life is still not getting better now uh, Joe Biden is in charge. And um, I suppose on the wider point of, Joe Biden getting into power and the Democrats having the Senate and Congress right now. They have the power to do so much, but they're not doing anything meaningful, which is a huge, huge problem. And I think, um, you know, when you have that, uh, when you have the big problem of governments not doing stuff to benefit the working class, you get a lot of people getting very angry at the system and then going towards politicians like Trump and then Prager you celebrates Trump and go you know he's doing amazing amazing things um but not much change in regards to higher living standards and you know I, I like to see it when he clarified it, lower taxes and less government regulation that's more capitalism and it's like oh come on like it's just oh god and then again it's it'd be interesting to see if they would have made this video during the height of the ma the pandemic, indeed, when they were talking about unemployment rates and because um, the necessary, because the welfare state was so necessary to protect the livelihoods of so many people in the United States of America. So it would have been interesting to see if he would have made that argument in the middle of the pandemic. I was just looking based on what you said to, um, to see when this video was made, because, of course, like uh, in 2017, for most of 2017, the economy was doing quite well, but that was mostly due to things that Obama had done during his last years in office, um, as I understand it. 
uh, like most of the boom at the beginning of Trump's uh, term was due to things Obama had done. And then Trump started introducing policies. Things got rapidly worse. To be fair, he had to deal with a pandemic, but um, it, it still is a, a blight on the uh, on the American um, economic system, having had Trump in charge of it for just, uh, you know, uh, just a short number of years. Mm. Um, I also wanted to point out that uh, earlier on, um, he was talking about uh, socialism in Western Europe. And he was saying there is no socialism in Western Europe, um, that there's no socialist countries in Western Europe. There's no, you know, um, Denmark isn't a socialist country. They've just got a large welfare state. And now we're here and suddenly uh, welfare state is socialist again. Did you notice <laughs> that jump? <laughs> like, yeah. That's literally half the countries in, like, not even half. That is the majority of all countries in Europe are now socialist. So, George, please delete your Twitter because you don't have to advocate for socialism anymore. Don't know why. Don't bother ever, ever doing anything remotely political again. I'm glad we can all retire. Um, I had fun on this video. I hope everyone has a nice rest of the day. I hope never to see either of you again. <laughs> Play Soviet national anthem. I, I can't get it up in time. But, yeah, so, uh, yeah, they, they, they do this nice little switch around where they go, uh, well, oh, having a strong welfare state isn't socialism. And then later on, having a strong welfare state is socialism. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Sounds about like Prague you. It's very yep. coherent, as usual. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you guys cool if we do the next um, next little bit? Absolutely. Cool. None of this requires a degree in economics. Common Clearly. sense is all you need. That's why it's so frustrating to see young people praising socialism and criticizing capitalism. It's bad enough that they're working against their own interests, better job prospects, better wages, personal freedom. But they're also working against the interests of the less fortunate. Capitalism leads to economic democracy. Socialism leads to the economic dictatorship of the elite. Always and everywhere. Okay. So, uh, yeah. A um, couple of things that uh, that leap out at me about that. I, I always distrust when somebody says common sense, when they start their argument with oh, just common sense. Because uh, common sense, it occurs to me, is always being based on how much background knowledge you have. If you've got no background knowledge, then the words common sense are just, yeah, meaningless. And the thing is, I have zero common sense. I genuinely have the least common sense. Like, I mean, it's horrific. It's ridiculous. But I understand this. I research this stuff because it's nothing to do with common sense and everything to do with understanding. You can have no understanding of something and have all the common sense in the world. And I wonder why young people are praising socialism and criticising capitalism. Is it because of uh, widening generational inequalities? Is it because the climate emergency? Is it because of uh, being unable to afford a home of our own in 2022? Is it because wages are stagnating whilst productivity is increasing? Is it because the rich get rich, but, you know, we're going to be the first generation that is worse off than the last? No, no, it's just vibes, you know. That's the reason why they're they're praising socialism. They just want their uh, their avocados, and uh, they just don't like the West and everything. It's just how out of touch can you get to not understand why people are just frustrated with the system that is making life so much worse for so many people, not just in the UK and the US, but all across the world as well, particularly the global south. The reason why people are warming up to socialism, socialist ideals, or indeed social democratic policies is because it will make life better for a lot of people. Now, Corbyn's 2019 manifesto, it would have uh, 
delivered free education in the United Kingdom. It would have given job security to a lot of young people. It would have done so many things to benefit a lot of people. And indeed, it would have been a social democratic platform. But there's a reason why 62% of 18 to 24-year-olds back that platform, indeed, both 2017 and 2019. And the fact that he's not even willing to understand why is just, it's frustrating. But at the end of the day, if he wants to live in his own bubble, these 18 to 24-year-olds who voted for big change in future, in those elections, they're going to grow up and they're going to carry on, hopefully, fingers crossed, voting that way. And hopefully the next generation can deliver real big change that we were yeah. unable to do. Older and older people are voting for left-wing policies. And, you know, it, it could it could be, like you say, because of the of the, the the housing crisis, you know, cost of living crisis, the um, the, the generational wealth inequality. Um, but I, I do like to think that it's because soybeans. Um, I think that's also <laughs> quite a nice explanation. <laughs> People like socialism because soybeans, George. It's got yeah. nothing to do with... <laughs> George, if you just stop eating soybeans, you could be a nice Tory like the rest of us, but you have to refuse to, don't you? <laughs> tap, tap. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, what about this idea that um, uh, capitalism leads to economic democracy? Socialism leads to the economic dictatorship of the elite, always and everywhere. That's why five people, five families control the UK's media. Um, it's just absolutely absurd. And, you know, the fact that we're even giving time and energy to this is frustrating. But the fact is, this video has 11 million views. If no one else is going to do it, then we can. And I think we're doing a bloody good job of doing it. So there we are. Yeah, I think arguably what, what Pudsy Bear hasn't considered is that really the uh, the economic systems of, like, say... Uh, I don't know, Pinochet is Chile? Uh, didn't do all that well. And th those things, I, I would argue, as somebody who specialises in fascism, I would argue fascism as an economic system is closer to capitalism than it is to socialism. I can certainly state that for the Third Reich, um, for, for, for Nazi Germany, um, as that's sort of my area of expertise. But, you know, I, uh, I think I can state it for fascism in general, because one of the classic definitions of fascism is capitalism in decay the idea that socialism is where all the dictators are and capitalism is where all the good people are it's not only bad history it's quite dangerous in modern times like the 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 closest we've come to a dictatorship in a western country um or or a, a democracy falling in a western country in in the last year or so two years um was the january 6th attack on on the capital like that that's uh, you know, it, it it's not to be underestimated um, just how bad it is that uh, a um, right wing attacks and on democracy just aren't taken as seriously because we're that much closer to right wing extremism than we are to left wing extremism. Um, and I, I think that's always worth bearing in mind when you're picking your sides about who you want in charge. Um, yes. Yeah, so, uh, last little bit, shall we? Let's see. And then I'll ask you for a general overview. We'll go to the last little bit and then I'll ask you for a general overview, um, what you thought of the video. And we'll talk about some of the sources, shall we? Sophie, where would you ask for? You just might get it. I'm Andy Puzner, the author of The Capitalist Comeback for Prager University. The Capitalist Comeback. Right. Um, so, yes. Any thoughts on the video overall? Do you know what? <clears throat> I'm going to be honest with you. I respect that man. He's grifting. 
He's a grifter. You know, he is trying so hard just to sell his book. He made up this whole nonsense video. Hi, I'm Andy Pudger, the author of The Capitalist Comeback. That's what you're in it for, babes. He was in it for the check. I respect him, you know. He's he, he's capitalist for pay. The capitalist comeback in the United States of America because he's been under siege for so long from those <laughs> bloody lefties <laughs> taking over the power in the United States of America. It's just Yeah, you like Obama, huh? Huh? Obama your leftist king, huh? <laughs> oh my god. It's it's just it, like you say, absolute grifter. And again, getting eleven million views there. It it is it is impressive in itself, but my goodness. Rot, uh, complete brain rot just watching and listening to it and reading the script my goodness so much wrong there failing to understand why young people are actually backing some change um one moment something is socialist and it's not socialist and it's socialist again and again former ceo speaking for the masses right there for the capitalist comeback it just my god and I, I wish I could say this was just a uniquely bad PragerU video, but it's not even the worst. And that's the sad thing about it. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's hilarious in many ways. And thank you to Pudsy Bear. If you're out there, if you are if you ever get the chance to listen to this, who knows? One day maybe you'll listen to this. Thank you uh, to Pudsy Bear for that bit of entertainment. Um, Maya, any thoughts? I think that that video just mushed my brain. I think my brain's mints. Um, please stop making me watch these cog. <laughs> well, unfortunately, we have to. Uh, you see, I, I think I can. Um, <laughs> I can quote Pudsy Bear somewhere here. No one starts a business making thing uh, a thing or providing a service for themselves. They start a business to make things or provide services for others. Um, Thanks, Pudsy Bear, for Yeah, we up make there. other people watch Prager U. <laughs> yeah, we make other people. You can people... watch Prager U with us. Hooray. <laughs> That's why we kept George here captive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, George. We'll undo your handcuffs now. Can we talk sources for a second? Because we uh, Maya clicked on the um, Prager U uh, scripts. And there's a sources tab. I thought, well, I'll have a little cheeky look. They quote his book. They also quote this video, this very video. They quote other PragerU videos. And they also quote, is it Milton Friedman? Yeah, Milton Friedman once. Um, The very famous capitalist. I just love it how they call it facts and sources as well. Just facts and sources. It's just facts. Right, this (laughs) video, George, look, you wouldn't understand it. You've been eating too many soybeans. They're rotting your brain. This is facts, right? (laughs) This video, 100% facts, mate. My yeah. sources, my sources are called common sense. All right. Honestly, <laughs> Honestly yeah. I'm so glad you found that page because it's an absolute goldmine, and um, <laughs> I, I'm actually it's it's sort of working. I sort of do want to read the capitalist comeback. I I want and it it's worked, <laughs> and you know I'm working into his game, and it's exactly what he wanted. And uh, yeah, I, I it, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. I, I, I really it. should wash my sins off somehow. I just love it. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do one of these videos and just go like, socialism is when good stuff. Source me. <laughs> just, <laughs> entirely citations of of just me. Karl Marx heard it once yeah. on the bus. Yeah, yeah, I, I heard it once on the. No, Karl Marx is probably a bit too a uh, bit too. Um, me and uh, I don't know. Um, what, what's a famous like kids cartoon that's about sharing? 
Um, uh, chicken Run, Robots Chicken Run, yeah. Me and Chicken Run. There you go. That's a cita- That's my site. They're going to be my citations. I'm going to do Socialism is Good, the, the PragerU video, and underneath just source. It's the source Socialisms, Mrs. Chicken Tweedy. Run. They're up to summit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have said socialists there. I don't want to right. be a soybean. <laughs> <laughs> I thought like tofu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I love uh, Chicken Run is a great movie. Um, I, I like the um, uh, what, what's that? That line from it's, it's from that same chicken. It's like um, uh, my whole oh, my life, life flashed, flashed before, before my eyes. eyes. It, it was really, really boring. boring. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. <laughs> the best. I'm glad that we've all watched Chicken Run a horrendous amount of times to be able yeah. to vote. <laughs> it's so good. Communist all right. <laughs> we should wrap up. We should wrap up. Um, thank you, George, for coming on. We're, we're definitely going to have you on again sometime. Because it was thank fantastic. you, George. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Maya. Thank you, Cog. It was a pleasure. <laughs> Superb. Um, yep. Don't forget to follow the uh, follow the podcast um, and keep up to date with what we're doing. We're going to be doing more of these in the future. Um, and we hope you in- enjoyed it. Now, go and watch something decent like Chicken Run. What are you still doing here? Go, yes. uh, go watch something good. And cool. put your alerts on. The bell button means you'll get an alert when there's a new video. Audio. Audible. Podcast. <laughs> Episode. I don't know that there's a bell button, so I might have to cut that There's a out. bell button. Is there? On Spotify, there's a bell button. I oh, showed Spotify, my mother this button. morning. Okay. All right. Click the bell on Spotify and follow us. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. <laughs>